If you would, open your Bibles to the book of Romans, chapter 8. We'll be looking at verses 5 through 14 today. Romans chapter 8, verses 5 through 14. Now there are two ways to live in this world. We can either live in the flesh, or we can live in the Spirit. Now, when you think about these two ways of living, this is not a Christian, non-Christian, or Christian, backslidden Christian thing. Living in the flesh or living in the spirit are ways of living in God's world. 
And I say that because a Christian, having received Christ, can fall back to living in the flesh. And a non-Christian can try to live in the Spirit, but they will ultimately fail because they don't know Jesus Christ. So this is not a Christian, non-Christian, or Christian backslidden, backslidden Christian thing. This is just a way of living in God's world. And when we look at these two ways, one way, living in the flesh, produces hostility to God. It is a life of sin. It listens to the desires and the lust of the flesh. It tries to do anything and everything it can to fulfill these desires and ultimately, for the non-Christian, it will lead to the lake of fire. Now, for the Christian that falls back into the flesh, what happens is, is they grieve the Holy Spirit of God. They lose their fellowship with God. And then they will lack assurance of salvation. And looking at the other way of living, living in the Spirit, that way of living is Spirit-led. It lives according to the law of God. It tries to fulfill the desire of God. It is spirit-empowered, and it is surrendered to Jesus Christ. Someone that is truly spirit-led has received Christ as their Lord and Savior. It is surrendered to Christ, and it leads to life, eternal life. And today, what we're going to do is we're going to look at these two different ways of living. Again, open your Bibles to the book of Romans, chapter 8, and we'll be looking at verses 5 through 14. It's written, For they that are after the flesh savor the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit the things of the Spirit. For the wisdom of the flesh is death, but the wisdom of the Spirit is life and peace. Because the wisdom of the flesh is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Now ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, because the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. But if any man hath not the Spirit of Christ, the same is not his." And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life for righteousness' sake. But if the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his Spirit that dwelleth in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh, for if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye mortify the deeds of the body by the Spirit, ye shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you, I just ask your blessings upon the reading of your word. 
Just be with us today, Lord, as we worship together. Just give us an insight and understanding into your word. And just help us today, Lord, as we worship. Just speak through me today, Lord, and give me the words to say. And just hide me behind the cross and the words that are spoken be your words. And Lord, I just pray that you would just be with those that are sick and shut in, those that could not make it today, those that may be traveling, Lord. We just lift them up to you and just ask your blessings upon each one. Be with those that have lost loved ones and just... Strengthen them, Lord, as they go through this time of trial. And Lord, again, I just pray that you would be with us today. Overshadow us with your love and watch care. And again, Lord, I just pray that you would just bind down Satan and let him have no part of this service. And if there's anyone here today that needs to make any decision, I pray that you would speak to their hearts. Just continue to be with us and overshadow us with your love and watch care. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, in these verses, the Bible is comparing living in the flesh with living in the spirit. Now, when we look at the world, all we have to do is just look around us. We're going to see people that are living in the flesh. It's all around us. But when we look at living in the flesh, life in the flesh is just a life of sin. That's all that means. It's a life given over to sin. And the Bible says that those who are after the flesh savor the things of the flesh. They desire the things of the flesh. Now, what are the things of the flesh? We can look elsewhere in the Bible and we see what the things of the flesh are. And it's broken down into three things. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Those are the things of the flesh. And then when you look at the sin that encompasses those three things, you can just plug them into those things. You know, fornication is lust of the flesh. Drug addiction is lust of the flesh. Greed is lust of the eyes. And the list can just go on and on and on. But what we see is that the things of the flesh are ultimately sinful. The things of the flesh are, again, whatever the flesh desires and the things of the flesh put us at enmity or in conflict with God. Why? Because it is against God. Why? Why are these things against God? And the Bible tells us. Look at verse 6. It says that the wisdom of the flesh is death. It leads to death. It's against God. It leads to death. Now what is the wisdom of the flesh? The wisdom of the flesh is a mind that is set on sin. A mind that is set to just go after sin. I mean, think about something. Each one of us is given a choice. This is the basis of free will. What is free will? Jonathan Edwards says free will is what the mind chooses to do. That's all it is. Each one of us is given a choice. We can either do the things of God or we can go after the things of the world, the things of the flesh. 
those that are lost under the bondage of sin and they're going to seek after the things of the flesh instead of the things of the God, instead of the things of God. And that is the wisdom of the flesh. It seeks after the flesh. It seeks to fulfill the desires of the flesh and it doesn't care that it's doing these things. Because since the mind is under the bondage of sin, it thinks it's doing okay. I mean, think about it. You go talk to someone who is lost, and what are they going to say? Well, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm not a murderer. I'm okay. I'm not a drug addict. I'm okay. But what does the Bible tell us? The Bible tells us that they're dead. They're dead in trespasses and sin, and they're on their way to hell. That is the wisdom of the flesh. Now, if you think about something, a Christian can also be under the wisdom of the flesh. They can start out seeking the things of God, trying to live a godly life, and then they get ensnared by temptation and sin, and they fall to sin, and then they turn back to the flesh. And as a result, they grieve the Holy Spirit of God. But the Bible tells us is that the wisdom of the flesh is death. It is the mind that is set on the desires of the flesh and it leads to death. And just as a life in the flesh, it is also at enmity with God. It's in conflict with the things of God. Why, Paul tells us, it's because it's not subject to God's law. Now, being subject to God's law and being under God's law is two different things. It's still under God's law. But it's not subject to it because they don't listen to God's law. They don't live according to God's law. They violate God's law because they're in active rebellion against God's law. A life in the flesh will not follow God because it is in that active state of rebellion because it's a life of sin. A good example of that. Take, for instance, this month. This month is Pride Month. We can see the things that take place during the parades, the moral depravity that takes place. That's life in the flesh. Because God's law commands against it. It's against homosexuality. It tells us that it's sinful. But what we see is a life in rebellion against the law of God when we look at these things. And they're not subject to the law of God because of that rebellion. The same is true for all sin. Take lying, for instance. It's the same way. It's a life of rebellion. Murder. Drug addiction, pornography, fornication, prostitution, alcoholism. All of these things are at enmity with God because it it shows a state of rebellion. It's sin. And sin is against God. You know, we can list all the sins in the world, but in in the end what we see is they're all against God. 
regardless of the sin. That is life in the flesh. Life in the flesh is at enmity with God because it is not subject to the law of God. Because it is in a state of rebellion. This is why the Bible says that those that are in the flesh cannot please God. If you're living in the flesh, you're not going to please God because we're sinful. Those that are in the flesh seek not the things of God because they're in rebellion. And when you're in rebellion, you can't please God. They're rebellious against the law of God. They're not subject to the law of God, but the law will judge them. The law will judge them. Because when they stand before God, they will be judged by the law that they violated. That goes back to what Jesus Christ says in John 3.18. You know, people focus on John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life, but they forget John 3.18. God sent not a son into the world to condemn the world. Why? Because those that don't receive Christ are condemned already. They're already condemned. Because we're born sinful, we're born rebellious, and we're born living a life in the flesh. So the law that we violate, the law that we scorn, is the same law that judges us. That's why we need to receive Jesus Christ because through Christ we fulfill the law of God. So when we look at those that live in the flesh their ultimate end is death. And that's why the Bible says in verse 13 for if ye live after the flesh ye shall die. Spiritual death and eternity in the lake of fire for those that do not receive Christ. Again, those Christians that have fallen back into the flesh, they grieve the Holy Spirit. They have damaged their fellowship with God. And God will chasten them if they continue in that. Life in the Spirit is different. Look at what the Bible says about life in the Spirit. When you're looking at verses 5 through 14, what we see is that that to live in the Spirit basically means that you desire the things of the Spirit. You desire the things of God. That's what the Spirit does for us. It makes our heart desire the things of God. Now, what are the things of the Spirit? Basically, a walk with God. You have a prayer life. You crave to read the Word of God. You crave worship. You want to worship. You want to fellowship with other Christians. You want to witness. You want to live a Spirit-led life. When we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, our mind and our heart is changed 
to go after the things of God. Now how can our mind and our heart be changed? It's the same thing that Jesus tells Nicodemus. He says, you must be born again. The new birth changes us because the old nature dies and the new nature is born from above. That's what the new birth means. We're born from above. We're born of the Spirit. When we receive Christ as our Lord and Savior, our mind is changed, our heart is changed, and we set our minds and our heart in this change on what God desires. You see, our desire is what God desires when we're led by the Spirit. Why? Because we're submitting to God. Now what does the Spirit desire for us? The Spirit desires for us to have a close walk with God. That's what the Spirit desires. A close, Spirit-filled and Spirit-led life. A life that is not at enmity with God, but a life that is at enmity with worldliness. Think about that. A spirit-led life is not a life at enmity with God. It is a life that is at enmity with worldliness. We see sin that takes place around us and our heart is grieved by that because we know it's wrong. Think about that. A life that is spirit-led will see sin and will be grieved by it because we know it's wrong. Think about all the Christians in the churches today that see the sin all around and they support it. That's not a spirit-led life. A life that is spirit-led will grieve because of sin because they know it's wrong. They know it violates God's law. And they know it hurts God. It hurts God when he sees sin. Why? Because he gave his son to die for our sin. And when he sees sin, he sees people in rebellion against him and he sees people trotting underfoot the blood of his son. A spirit-led life is a life of peace, an eternal life. It is a life subject to God and his law. It's also a life that is receptive to God. That's what we see here in these verses. It's a life that is receptive to God. It seeks to fulfill God's law. And it is a life of submission to God. We are to submit ourselves to God and let him lead us wherever he wants us. It is a life that flees sin. A good example of that is Joseph. Remember when Potiphar's wife wanted to commit sin with Joseph, what did Joseph do? He ran from it. A spirit-led life is a life that flees sin. It is a life that pleases God. How? Look at verses 9 through 14. 
Now you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, because the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. But if any man hath not the Spirit of Christ, the same is not his. It's a life that pleases God. A life in the Spirit means that the Spirit of God dwells in us. And if Christ is in us, that means that our worldly body is dead. Think about that. When we receive Christ as our Lord and Savior, that old nature dies. It's crucified with Christ. It's what the Bible tells us. It gets crucified with Christ. It dies. But we are alive in Jesus Christ. We're alive in Jesus Christ. Because our new nature is risen with Christ. And God who raised Christ from the dead gives us life and his spirit dwells in us. Thus we are to live after God and not after the flesh. Because of this new nature. The flesh, as Paul says, should have no hold over us because we're not indebted to it. It's a way of death but we're indebted to Christ because he died for us. We're indebted to God because he gave us Christ. That old self should be dead and buried. We're born again and we should live after Jesus Christ. Thus, what the Spirit does for us is the Spirit gives us the strength to mortify those desires. Basically, mortify means to put to death, to kill the fleshly desires and to let them stay dead and buried. And this goes with what the Bible says in several different verses. Turn over to Romans 6.13. Living in the Spirit means that we are to let the old nature stay dead and buried. In Romans 6.13, the Bible says, Neither give ye your members as weapons of unrighteousness unto sin, but give yourselves unto God as they that are alive from the dead, and give your members as weapons of righteousness to God. And then look at what the Bible says in Colossians 3.5. Mortify therefore your members which are on earth, fornication, uncleanliness, the inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Put those things to death when you live in the Spirit. And then in Galatians 5.24, For they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and the lusts. Now again, what do we see in these verses? That Christians are to put to death the old life in the flesh and put to death those desires that would lead us away from God. They should put them to death and let them stay dead. Why? Because living in the flesh is a way and path of death. It's a path of sin. And it's a path that places us at enmity with God. Instead, we are to give ourselves over to God and submit to Him and live in the Spirit. And we live in the Spirit and look to our hope and life in Jesus Christ.
Again, there are two ways to live. Two ways to live on this planet. We can live in the flesh or we can live in the spirit. One way is a life of sin that leads to the lake of fire for those that are lost or it is a path that leads to grieving of the Holy Spirit and loss of fellowship with God for the Christian. Or we can live in the spirit. That is a way of righteousness. A way of righteousness in God that leads to life. But that means we have to mortify or put to death the flesh and live after God. What way are you living? Answer that as we stand for prayer.